Hi, welcome to Love Space Radio, and it is 4 a.m. on the West Coast, and I don't mean to always be making these um, sessions way early into the morning, but it just so happens to just be the best time of day for me, like, honestly, every day, every hour of the day is the best time of day for me. And there's just something I love, especially about the early, early, early dark mornings. And I've just been thinking and kind of ruminating on things that have been happening. And it's just like, am I moving forward or at a pace that will um, that will provide me with the outcomes of my actions sooner or am I in a position where the weight of the people around me and the weight of my choices are going to further delay where I deserve to be and I just want to be a healthy like let me just tell you what my goals are I want to be a healthy person that can decipher um what is sincere and what is fallacy i desire to be a great mother i desire to be a open and truthful wise mother and i feel like in order for me to be that to be that kind of mom I have to understand who I am as a person like it is very difficult to help raise a human being because um you know you have to very much be mindful of exactly who you really are I feel like a child really allows you to understand who you really are and I feel like that's why it can be frustrating as a parent because it's like how you parent your child um, can be a reflection of what you missed out and what you always had and what you desired and and it's reflected onto our children and I feel like my son is just constantly inspiring me to be a, a better mother for him. You know, that's all I want. Oh, excuse me. That's all I want. I just want him to be happy. I want him to know his worth. I want him to be confident. And I want him to have a voice. I want him to speak up respectfully. I want him to do respectfully. Like, I just... I just you know, I, I want the best for my child. He's my baby. That's my boy. And, you know, I never thought I'd be a mother, but that just so happened to be part of my path. And having a child is just such an amazing feeling, especially when you have um, the support and the resources to just make things adventurous and easygoing. But, you know, obviously it's not always going to be like that. But um, it's been some time since I, you know, had posted and shared. 
and um you know it's it's hard for me to be consistent i'll let you know that it's hard for me to be consistent because it's like i get so caught up in my feelings and then i get insecure recording um these sessions because i don't want anybody to hear my perspective because it's kind of like it doing these things is is just like a like a verbal diary um but it's a diary that i'm willing to be open and share with the people um but on my own terms you know so like a journal i don't want just anybody passing by looking through my book i want to have the option to share it with you rather than um have it being seen randomly or um intentionally behind my back so i i guess maybe this is one of the hours that i desire too because usually not many people are up at this hour <laughs> Ooh, excuse me for your for yawning i keep yawning uh, but i hope all is well with you all um i know it, it's it's just like it's never just one thing you know it could just be many things and once you think you have something figured out something always just comes up right like that's just how life is just navigating and gauging the depths of certain circumstances choices and it can be really hard to just like accept sometimes and just be adaptable like do you really know what adaptability means you know what i mean like i i wish i i i just really wish that um there were more supportive people in this world like it's just so hard to find people that see you for who you really are or if they miscommunicate and misunderstand who you are make the effort to actually get to know you like i feel like a lot of people are just lazy and they just want to accept what they see and accept what they think they hear or think that they see because of their own um their own negative feelings towards themselves so they want other people to be excuse me oh my goodness and they just want to you know put other people down um from their own point of vision and it's unfortunate like we all inhabit the same earth we all we all need water to live we all need air to survive we all need food in our bodies to keep our to keep our bodies moving to keep us sustained to keep us replenished all the all these elements you know to keep us renewed water earth air shit what's the other one what oh <laughs> fire <laughs> and um you know we're just we're just a mix of all these elements and it's just like there's just such a significant imbalance in individuals and and groups and as a whole and it's just like people look so far beyond their scope that if they were to just look within it'd be easier to understand where exactly certain things stem from 
And I'm not saying like everyone's a whole ass problem, but what I am trying to say is that we don't do a lot of inside work um, because we're always so busy trying to keep up with these outward um, outward symbols, whether it be through a, a, a car, um, clothes, makeup, um, apps, or exaggerated um, exaggerated ideas about themselves to other people to kind of mask the realities of what truly is. And it's like, it's just unfair that there aren't more people in this world who are consistent about just appreciating people for just being themselves, you know, like, I, I feel like love would be abundant if people just appreciated people for who they really were and if people just loved love without um you know unrealistic conditions and and loved honestly and i just feel like honesty is just so hard to come by these days especially because people can be so self-consumed and they want this and they want that and they want all these things all at the same time but it's like how can you how can you truly do you truly believe you need all this all at the same time you if you have all these things all at the same time all these individual things do you even recognize the the value of these individual things if you haven't even had the time to just kind of absorb them in one by one and it's just there there's no pace and i feel like when there's no pace and there's no reflection and there's no pause people that's where the mistakes happen you know and nothing's perfect and it will not always be like that and i understand that but it's just like if we could reverse i would assume that maybe the world would just have a little bit more of a glass half full kind of mood but who's to say you know but all we can all personally for me just speaking for myself all I can really do is just try my best but it's just like you know it's it's hard coming coming across people that that devalue you and tell you what they think they're worth and and they comment that your worth is low and you know they talk down on you and they disrespect you and they lie on you and they treat you certain ways and it's just like you you understand who you really are as a person but then it's just like well damn how could somebody like this be that way with me but you know I'm kind of just transitioning into um this whole self-esteem issue and trauma bonding because it's just like it's a it's a serious thing um being in a abusive relationship an abusive relationship that you have with yourself a partner a family member a co-worker um you know m many things and it's just like abuse is such a 
such a sharp word that just you know brings about so many you know so many things to mind like if somebody were to ask me what is abuse i believe i would say abuse is painful abuse is um manipulation abuse is control abuse is violation disregard to boundaries it's um shocking it's sad it's it's unfortunate you know and unfortunately i've experienced like many other people that walk this earth different forms of abuse and more often abuse with the same person repetitively and abuse with the same person repetitively that are extremely close to me that I have significant relationships with or you would think I would have some kind of significant relationship with but do at least have some significant attachment with I I guess I just don't want to say relationship because to me when I think relationship I think about um I think about relationship as an as a as a choice um and I guess if anything this attachment is more so I would prefer attachment because it's like attachment is like to me the the way that I want to phrase it for this particular situation is something that I did not choose um and it's just an extension of my life that I that I just can't really you know separate from um and you know i've i've talked about um domestic violence in the previous episodes and i believe it's just going to be a reoccurring thing because you know i like to talk about what i know and i like to talk about um things that people don't usually like to talk about um and especially because this is a topic that many people don't like to share on um, because it can be very triggering. It's very personal. They're afraid of people, you know, hearing what's been done and said. And I just want to be that person where I can just be transparent with the world and share the things that I'm going through because it is such an isolating thing to be continually going through. It's just such a hard fight to be fighting on your own. And if I'm fighting this fight, how many other people in this world are fighting this fight? And I have a child and he is just, you know, he's a blessing, True, truly is. And I couldn't say this before, but I thought my son was going to die at one point. And I was just so sick. Even, even just talking about it makes me, I just immediately just like have tears come to my eyes and it was just such a painful painful um time in my life because it just happened immediately after my pregnancy you know and the first month of his life he was in the hospital and it's just like it's just it was just like no pain i've ever felt in my life and it was such a it was such a disgusting feeling to feel like i would lose my son you know and i'm just so blessed that after all that happened um you know 
he was able to regain his strength. And my boy is a strong boy. And and I always remind myself of that. Especially when, you know, things can be a little bit challenging trying uh, when I'm trying to parent him. Because, you know, my son definitely has a mind of its own and I want to embrace that. My son has a voice and I want to embrace that. My son is intelligent and I want to I want to um embrace that and and just make it richer. I want to make it full full with knowledge and not just, you know, textbook knowledge but like just knowledge of people, knowledge of self, um knowledge that goes beyond uh knowledge that goes beyond um superficial worldly wealth but wealth that will surpass all um a, a classic a, a classic indestructible wealth and it's just you know i'm i i can't do everything that i want to do for him right all the time but I can treat myself better for my son for the sake of myself and my relationship with him and his relationship with his self and his relationship with other people that he'll have. Because it's like a child um, that is exposed to domestic violence very early on. And a lot of people think because of their children that they're not going to remember. They may not remember the way that you that you will with your adult mind. But they will remember it in a way where it's it's how they feel, and it's just um just this this energy this looming energy like I've I've been here or maybe I've felt this way or, you know it's it's um it's something that gets imprinted on on young on young 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 children, just children in general, and I think it's just very important that when you're having these moments with your partner or whoever for yourself and uh, the other person that you maintain um, calmness and that you um, incorporate breath. Don't just use breath to live. Use use breath to um, use breath as a I don't want to say weapon, but, you know, you use your breath as a tool. It's it's not only just to keep you walking, but it's also to keep you sane, to keep you um, to keep you still and to remind you of what your body is for. When you when you concentrate on that breath and when you concentrate on how it how it feeds and, you know, how it finds its way into your body, how it circulates through your body and how it ejects out your body. It's just such a powerful feeling to feel it, you know, compress and decompress. And, you know, I, I want to teach my son that because he's at a stage where he's developing these tantrums. And because I am a little bit triggered by, you know, things that have happened to me in my in my past relationship, I just don't want to pass down this this animosity that was, um, you know, that has been just off and on between me and and my child's uh, father, so it's just, it's just hard, you know, it, it's just, it's just hard being a parent, and it can be hard being a female parent that's experienced abuse, that's raising a child on their own, because it's like stigma enough as it is already to be a woman, stigma enough as it is already to have a 
child on your own stigma enough as it is to be a single mother with a child on your own as a black woman, you know, and it's just like, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm more and more just kind of coming out of myself, um, subtracting all the things that do not serve me because I don't have time for anybody to yell at me. I don't have the energy or the desire to have anybody tell me that I'm not worth this or I'm not that or I'm I'm not unique or I could just, you know, I could find another one of you. Well, shit, good luck. You may think you found another one of me, but there will never be another one of me. And I just, I could never, I could never move back. You know, I, I have to move forward. And I thought I could move back, move back and you know, um, start where I pick up where I left off and, you know, gravitate towards something bigger, but it just, it just never will, never will be bigger if I'm constantly, um, recycling old habits and old people that do not serve my, my mission in life. And, and I feel that I feel much stronger being by myself or my son with less distraction because I, I just really, really dislike that feeling that weight of just being in a really um tough relationship and you know when you're in a hard relationship and you get in, into an argument it's like it weighs you down you can't even you you can't even think straight you don't even want to eat and imagine the feelings that you have already without a child and then introducing a child into that emotion is just like it's devastating <laughs> but you know i came across this article about like you know, signs that um, an abuser will will never change. Let me see. Well, technically, this article is 13 signs abusive men are changing. Um, but I thought it was useful because it's like a lot of these, even though these are points that about a man or a, a woman, um, changing their abusive ways, you could just look about it as the opposite to understand whether or not, um, you know, how, how deep the relationship is, um, in the abuse and identifying just certain things of what makes uh, a healthy relationship. So I, I just thought these little bullet points would be, um, you know, a great uh, blueprint to just talk about and recognize in the relationship. Now, if you're in a in a violent relationship, um, I it's easier said than done, but I do encourage you to seek out people that that you trust and that you trust will um, will keep with the information that you say private. I would suggest to not discuss details with the abuser's family or friends even though they seem like they'll be on your side it's just such a complicated sticky situation i would talk to law enforcement um people at government agencies there's always some um amount of entities that will supply you with resources um to take that next step into leaving that violent situation so one of the 13 signs that abusive men are changing is, um, but before we get into that, it starts with, can my abusive 
person change? And the short answer is yes. The long answer is it's complicated. And the thing is, um, and this is what I feel, and this is truly what I feel. And I've said this to this uh, person before. And uh, the article continues to say that abusive men can absolutely change. But lasting change is a deeply transformative process requiring deep work and, a com- and committing to living amends for a lifetime. And it says few men choose to take this road and staying in a relationship because he might be changing or has committed to change may not be the best option for you. Instead, take a step back and setting firm boundaries to keep yourself separate from abuse may be the right course. And I just thought that was a really important thing to state because it's like, you know, you can be told all these things. You can, you know, see all these tangible things like gifts or whatever. Um, But it's like this person has to really want it. And, you know, when somebody really wants something, if somebody really wants something, they're going to make it happen. And if they sincerely believe um in a perspective, uh, they'll be open to discussing it. They won't get some kind of temper uh, addressing uh, commentary and opinions and having conversations. And it's like you you will see over time whether or not someone truly is um, a remorseful uh, person that's willing to, you know, elevate as a person and uh, move move forward, but also recognize the things in the past and recognize that they were wrong. Um, so one of the signs here, let me see. There's like a couple books that they're recommended. I'm going to put this in the description, this link. Uh, number one is to admit fully the history of the psychological, sexual, and physical abusiveness towards any current or past partners and continues to say that there can't be change if um, the person is continuing to cover up to others or themselves or important parts of what has been done. And I truly believe that because it's like, you know, people never want to be seen in a negative light. People get really embarrassed when their business is aired out but it's just like some business just can't be contained especially when it comes to violence and safety and it's like if a per if that partner is saying one thing to you but saying you know one thing else to their friends um it's just like there's no consistency you want to know that there's consistency in those words because it's like if you are saying one thing to me and you're saying other things to your friends you mean to tell me that you really don't believe what you did was wrong you just don't like that the consequence was my emotions um are towards you are not typically what you get from me which is loving and the minute you decide to you know to hurt me you don't get the affection that you desire and from the people it's like if if they're not getting affection from their people I mean could do they really care what you have to say as long as they got people around them you know to surround them and not even acknowledge or address things that they say and that can make it very hard to change too because if the people around them don't want to accept what they did or just can't believe what they did 
or even just believe that what happened was valid. And you know, that's just that's just a whole nother that's just a whole nother conversation. Number two is to acknowledge that the abuse was wrong unconditionally. Identify the justifications uh, that was used, including the various ways that uh, that the that the abused was blamed, and to talk in detail about the behaviors. And I think that's very important to, to talk about the details because it's like people who have committed violent acts, if they truly want to, you know, move forward, they have to talk about the details because the details do matter. Um, and of course this is easier said than done because it's like, you had this horrible situation with this person and then to talk about it could trigger, you know, an argument. And if this was the case, I would just hope that by the time you actually took the next step in deciding whether or not you wanted to move forward with this person that you have this, you know, dramatic past with that there'd be a third person, there'd be some kind of mediator, a professional that can guide you to stay on track with the conversation. But um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And I will be right back and we're going to pick up where I left off. So um, we were talking about uh, having a third party mediate when talking about the details of the conversation. And it's important to talk about the details of the conversation because it's like, if you don't have that person who was violent address these things, it's because they don't want to acknowledge the bad things that they did. They just want to be seen in this positive light and that they're changing and that they moved on. And why do, why do we have to talk about it? We've already moved on, this and that. And it's just like, You'll, you'll see how in tune they are with you and themselves when they can't even address the harmful things that were done. You already had to deal with the pain of the things that were done unto you. And the person that was abused just simply wants to talk about the situation so that they can express how they feel. And without that sincere two-way conversation, it's going to be hard to get a, you know, a genuine reaction and reality and, um, you know, point of where the relationship is actually at if the person who committed the violence can't even accept what they did by, by expressing it. I mean, how did they even go zero to 100 in the first place? Most likely because of their lack of communication and because they decided to to use their emotions as a way to express themselves. And you need to be with somebody um, that is mature enough to to talk with their words and to li- to listen wholeheartedly without um, desiring to speak the moment you start talking because they don't agree with what you're saying. And I just, I, you know, from firsthand, I just think it's very important uh, for the person to say it out loud what they did. And it's just, I feel like people who commit these things have a hard time owning up to the things that they did because they don't want to say it. They're embarrassed. 
but it's like you already did the deed and I want to hear you say it. I want, I want you to recognize that what you did was wrong and I want you to say it on, on your own terms. I don't want to have to tell you what to say. I want to know that you've actually been reflecting on what was done for me to really truly believe that what you did is truly something that was a regretful act. Number three is um, acknowledge that the behavior was a choice and not a loss of control. Um, I don't give a damn what the hell you were smoking, what the hell you were drinking. What you do is what you do. And you made the choice. Nobody else, you know, forced your hand, forced your your foot, your hair, whatever to do, whatever you did. But it's just like you, the abuser needs to acknowledge um, the violence that was done and how they, and how it was intentional. Don't say I was drunk or this and that because, okay, example for myself, this person said that, you know, they were going to, it's the drinking. I don't usually act like that. I'm usually this kind of person, yada, yada. But it's just like, I've, I've seen how you are when you're under the influence and you can be a good time, you know, and you can't tell me that because you just had a little bit too much of this, a little bit, a little bit too much of that, that this was to be expected and that this was a part of your, your, uh, makeup. I don't accept that because I know what kind of person I am. Shit, I have more than you. So who are you to justify what was done just because you had a little bit of liquor uh, in your body or, or whatever else? I just feel like if somebody were to blame their choices on a substance, it's just 